Thank you for tuning in to the Rescue Mission Podcast, where we discuss real topics that affect real people. This is Jay, and I've got my co-hosts, Caroline and Blake, with me. We are excited to have Kathy Bruce with us here today to talk about an exciting initiative. Kathy, how are you doing? Hey, I'm dealing with a cold, but other than that, I mean, who isn't right now? Tis the season. Yeah. So, Kathy, just real quick, give us the rundown on who you are, what it is you do, the organization you're a part of. Yeah, I'd be glad to. So I'm uh, the director of the Brotherhood Mutual Foundation. This is the philanthropy side of the Brotherhood Mutual Insurance Company. We're located or headquartered here in Fort Wayne, but we serve nearly 70,000 ministries across the United States. So it's churches, it's Christian colleges and universities, and it's Christian camps, ministries. So we have a big reach and a big privilege. That's awesome. Uh, we wanted to talk to you today about the Kingdom Advancing Grant, this new initiative. Can you kind of tell us about that and where did that idea stem from? Absolutely. It's the whole reason I do the, the things that I do. So... A couple of years ago, we started seeing innovation really explode out of the church. And it was maybe a pivot during the time where the church doors were closed and people in ministry were looking for ways to get out to the community. And the funny thing is we were getting calls from our insurance agents saying, uh, one of my insureds wants to do something really crazy, like have church at a drive-in theater or in a city park. And those ideas don't seem so weird to us today because everybody had to pivot in one way or another. But we were excited about the innovation, and we thought, what if we were not only to help fund those ideas, but we could find a way to coach them a little bit and then ultimately share them through our network so that maybe other ministries could try the same idea. So that was the beginning of the Kingdom Advancing Grant program. Awesome. You talked about coaching. What does the coaching look like or what does that include for churches and pastors that get this grant? Great question, because actually the recipients of our grant at the end of the year tell me the coaching piece of it, the mentoring, is more valuable to them than the funds. So we have assembled a group of 18 church leaders. They're all from being on the staff of mega churches across the United States. And those leaders are the independent council that actually chooses the grant recipients. And then after they're chosen, they decide which group they want to mentor. And so they invest in uh, what amounts to be about an hour-long Zoom call once a month for a year. And during those calls, the craziest things happen because these church leaders have networks and they have depth in their staff and they're able to share from their resources to kind of help overcome the obstacles that this new initiative runs into. So you want an example? Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. I, it's, it's hard to narrow it down to one, but uh, one of the initiatives that was chosen this year is called Good Laundry. So this church is an inner city church in Flint, Michigan, not too far from us. And uh, they surveyed their neighborhood and said, hey, what, what can the church do to meet your needs? And it was an overwhelming uh, request for laundry. There's a real issue with hygiene poverty in this community. These people were having to put their clothing in garbage bags, ride a city bus across town. The closest laundromat was at least five miles away. And laundromats aren't cheap. Bus fares add up. 
And these are people who oftentimes are carrying two jobs. And so it just became really a struggle for them. So we, as the, the independent council, chose them for the initiative this year. But one of the mentors, as it turns out, he is on staff and in the administrative role at a large church in Iowa. But prior to that, he was in the hotel industry. So he had a bunch of connections to vendors who sell industrial equipment. So he was able to help us get donations and discounts on industrial size washers and dryers. And so the grant that Brotherhood provided helped to renovate the basement of this church. They're bringing in these industrial washers and dryers. And as the church describes it, they have assembled a team of volunteers to fold laundry and initiate Christian conversations. And so they're serving and they're also, as they describe it, kind of getting in people's business. And so they'll develop a relationship because it takes, what, three hours to get laundry done? Uh, They'll be able to do that. And then uh, we were able to share some of our repurposed laptops with them. So they'll be able to set up kind of a Wi-Fi situation and they'll do some learning there for kids. Uh, So this program has just exploded. But who knew? Who could have planned that one of the council members would have a history uh, in the hotel industry? I can tell you who. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a God. It's always that right connection of the right place. God. Yeah. It's every time. And it's I get a front row seat to that every phone call. So it's another one. I'll I'll just tell you this one because this one brought me to tears. One of the initiatives we chose was a ministry to immigrants. And so they were uh, teaching them woodworking skills. They would provide them an apprenticeship uh, with the goal of getting them employed as cabinet workers. And uh, part of it is teaching English as a second language around the woodworking and building relationships. But the church was kind of caught off guard a little bit when so many of the immigrants started to come to church on Sunday morning. And so they were talking with the council partners and said, what do we do? We've got all these different languages and we're just, we don't have the ability to do all this translation. Well, one of the council members on that particular project is from Bethel Church, Bethel Media. And so he said, give me your top four languages and we'll see if we can get Bethel worship music translated for your immigrants. Is that cool or what? Another only God. (laughs) Only God could manage that. Yeah. So uh, here at the Rescue Mission, we always talk about advancing the kingdom, doing God's work. Everything we do is, you know, we do it for God. So this is called the Kingdom Advancing Grant. So I guess to you and like your own words, what does advancing the kingdom look like, whether just with this grant or Brother Mutual as a whole? Yeah. Oh, that's that is it's a big question no but it's a good question and it's one that kind of makes the difference between a good application for this grant and a stellar application so it's a ministry initiative that has thought through not just how to solve a problem but how to solve the problem in a way that leads to jesus and so many times we give people food over and over and over again, or, or clothing, or we meet those needs that need to be met. Of course, Jesus calls us to do that. But then what? At what point have we thought through how we're going to bring them to the, the bread of life, not just the temporary bread? And so 
that's what we're looking for in these applications is people that are pointing, they've got a plan, they've thought through how to take this further than just the initial need. This is probably in line with that same question, but really I'd like to take a step back and talk about Brotherhood Mutual's foundation itself and what really began that and why Brotherhood decided it wanted to create a nonprofit foundation that would support churches and others like this. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. So our foundation has actually been around since 2005, so almost the entire time I've worked at Brotherhood. But it began kind of with our mission, which is to advance the kingdom by serving the church. Brotherhood Mutual Insurance Company is focused on a very specific niche, and that is the Christian church and ministries. Because every dollar that comes through our company in the way of insurance policy money Uh, All of that money has come through an offering plate, and we know that that was given uh, as a tithe and an offering to be used for God's work. And so that's essentially what we do, is we take what might be called a tithe or a percentage of our written premium, and we give it back to the church. It's just all in line with our our vision to advance the kingdom by serving the church. I think as this grant like keeps getting more feet and keeps getting bigger, what are your hopes for it? Do you have any goals with it or just to keep letting it open doors? What do you see happening with it as it keeps growing? Oh, do, are you going to let me dream here? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the point of this positive desire. Oh, if if I can see it happen. I'm, Nothing we, is impossible. We both know that. That's our <laughs> That's right. We worship the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and I can't help but see the way he's blessing this. I might have mentioned this. We had nearly 400 applications last year, um, this, this particular round, and only five recipients could be chosen because the total bucket right now is $150,000. And I'm sure it's hard to say no to anybody. It is so hard. That is the worst part of my job. I absolutely hate that part. But it's surfacing the ideas that could be replicated that are really innovative in hopes that we can see other ministries try them. But yeah, if I could dream, I would love to see a grant for Christian colleges and universities, for Christian camps, for Christian K-12 schools. I would just love to see this continue with independent councils that are experts in those areas of ministry and just um, help coach them along. My husband is now a retired pastor, but we were in ministry together for nearly 40 years. And um, our first church was a real small country church. And my husband did everything from empty the trash to counseling, to weddings, funerals, and sermons. So I understand, especially in the smaller church, sometimes the best thing we can do for them is just be a, a, a place where they can bounce ideas. And those are some of the best ideas that are coming out of those small churches. And by the way, the average church in America is under 200 attendees. And so that could be a church that just has one pastor slugging away by himself or herself. And we want to be supportive to them and help kind of launch their idea. So my dream is to grow this. I love that. For the future, is it still going to be just five recipients? Are you trying to, out of the 400, you said it was five, they got it, right? 
400 applications last year and five people, five ministries got it. Yes, I would love to okay. see that grow. Love to. But this is only a two-year-old program. So very fresh, very new. Mm-hmm. Have you had a lot of hiccups in the process or has it gone pretty smooth with developing it and initiating it? Uh, it has gone amazingly well. We've got the stories on our website of the first year and now the second year recipients. The thing that I have been surprised with and overjoyed by is that this year's recipients have been able to tap last year's recipients for ideas. And as that continues, just imagine, I'm hoping even one of the applicants who did not win last year was able to call one of the ministries that won the first year and get some pointers. So we're starting to see this network grow, and I would love to see that continue. I love that ripple effect. This kind of goes into logistics of it, but for a church or a pastor who wants to apply and learn more about um, the Kingdom Advancing Grant, where do they go? What are their next steps? Yeah, excellent. In case they're listening to this, (laughs) I hope they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, So brotherhoodmutual.com is the website forward slash kingdom dash advancing dash grant. You may want to put that in the show notes. Put it on the show notes. But if they go there, they'll be able to see uh, uh, the guidelines. And uh, the thing that we have to be clear about today is it has to be a church. Today, it is just for churches. So they can go and read the guidelines. They can go and listen to the audio cast that I did to help define a stellar application. I I like to think of the application itself as somewhat of a ministry because um, I remember people would bring great ideas to my husband for the church, but then they would hand it to him and expect him to launch it. I bet your pastors will relate to that. If they go through this application, which by the way, is a fairly aggressive application, it would be uncommon to think that you could sit down in one very short setting and complete it. Mm. So if a person goes in and reads the guidelines and watches the video and then fills out the application, it actually takes them through thinking about metrics about who's involved, about things like what their resources are or what their needs are, uh, who would be involved. Do Is there any point in this initiative where we bring the community in, uh, other churches, schools, volunteers, you know, what are the resources? And then thinking through sustainability. So this application will take them through developing basically a strategy. And so even if they don't win this particular grant, this grant application will set them up to have a strong plan and potentially a plan they can communicate better to other grants or um, foundations. You mentioned sustainability. So as the years go on that this, this grant will be in place, is there someone at Brotherhood or a coach that checks back on like the first year recipient to see how it's going? That's really a good question. So currently I meet back with the class of 2021 or 20 first graduating class (laughs) and uh, I'll check back with them. This year's class is just our second class. So we meet every month. My hope is that we'll have reunion meetings Mm -hmm. And that we'll have networking meetings um, that'll just, we'll just connect by Zoom because these recipients are all over the country. So 
We have a couple on the West Coast. We've had a couple in the South. We've had one in the Midwest. So, But bringing them together to share ideas is a great thing. Also, I just would point out this uh, story has been picked up um, by the Christian Post and other publications. And so the, the plan is to put basically a best practices sheet on our website for each one of those ministries that will give resources and help people find ways to overcome the obstacles that the recipients ran into. So just hoping to better the process and give them their best practice sheet. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great. So now that you've done this for two years, you've worked with quite a few churches, seen quite a few ideas. What are some things that maybe surprised you or that took you off guard, good or bad? Wow, that's a really good question. Just yesterday, I had a surprise. So one of the ministries that works with immigrants, it it actually is the one I referred to earlier in Oregon, they have had an explosion of kids coming to the program and trying to figure out what to do with all the kids. And I mean, in a meaningful way, like how can we invest in them? So one of the council members had been part of MAI, which is, I think, Ministry Athletics International. And uh, so last night, he just grabbed a group of people from that church and from MAI, got them together and said, hey, if you you could have all these kids, what would you do? Because there's a language barrier. The kids themselves speak multiple different languages. And so the MAI people have loads of experience with throwing a soccer ball into the middle of a group of kids and getting a soccer game going. Well, we're talking through this, and then all of a sudden, the CEO of the soccer ministry said, you know what? We'll come to you and we'll train your coaches because their whole focus is not to train quality soccer players. It's to do mission, do ministry. And by the way, the channel is through a soccer ball. And so I'm sitting on the phone with these people on an impromptu call. And uh, next thing I know, they're making plans to come out and train the staff at this church for how to coach through soccer in a way that teaches biblical values. So that was a surprise yesterday. That'd be so fun to get to experience just those little victories one after another. Yeah. So you had said earlier, too, that the average church is less than 200 individuals within the church. What would you say to encourage maybe churches that might be struggling right now to the larger churches that seem to have a huge pull and there's, you know, they call them mega churches. What would you say to encourage them not only to do something like this, but to continue down the path that God is leading them? Yeah. You know, I was there. Our church was about 160 people, and uh, we didn't have the depth of resources. It was a single pastor staff, and that's often what we see in these applications. So if I could encourage one thing, it is that the trend of growth seems to be with the church that is reaching out to solve a problem in their community. Mm There is another ministry that our foundation supports called Immigrant Connection. And I was talking to the pastor who leads that group. He's here in Indiana. And he mentioned he had been sent to a community uh, with a, a church that was really fading away. 
And he got involved in the community and discovered they had a large immigrant population. I keep telling stories about immigrants. We serve way more than that, but there's great stories there. So he started helping those immigrants with the the paperwork that they have to go through to become legal citizens. And if you don't know, it's a very complicated process. We do not make it easy. And so anyway, people came around him noticing what he was doing and wanting to join him. And at this point, now this church is exploding with uh, people who saw the good work he was doing and wanted to get involved. So if I could talk to a small church, the goal is never numbers. The goal is always expanding eternity, uh, the kingdom. But there's got to be a shift from looking within and looking to making ourselves happy, serving ourselves to serving others. That's the shift that has to happen, I think, for growth. That's great. I think this has been excellent. Uh, I just want to thank you, Kathy, for coming on the podcast today and discussing Kingdom Impact with us, because this not only benefits just churches that are listening, but every believer that has a chance to listen to the podcast. And remember that that's what it's all about with grants, with initiatives, with the work we do here at the Rescue Mission. We all just want to make a kingdom impact for the glory of God. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love the Rescue Mission. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you for serving. Yeah, thanks for coming on. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow or subscribe depending on what podcast platform you listen on. We thank you for listening. Be sure to keep up with all that's going on with the Rescue Mission podcast.